Let's talk about building a community. Cool? So um, I, think, I think one of the first things we have to decide is uh, do we want to be a leader of people? Anyone not want to be a leader of people? Okay. You are a leader of people. Who you be leading? The diaspora. The diaspora? diaspora. It's the diaspora, man. You ain't leading the diaspora. Oh, my gosh. You see what's going on? Hey, how you going to lead the diaspora? It's not even something. It ain't said like that. Have you ever been embarrassed for somebody? <laughs> the diaspora. Okay. All right. All right. I, okay. You're the leader of the people of the diaspora. It's cool. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. We have to decide if we want to lead people or not. And this is not an easy task. It's not an easy decision. Being a leader of people gives, it, it, it's full of responsibility. But you have to decide. It's just interesting that people say, yo, I'm supposed to be doing something great. I know I'm called to be doing something great. I know my voice is supposed to be heard throughout the, the nation. But we just don't do anything. But I think first we just got to decide, are we going to lead people or not? I think one of the reasons that we don't have as many events as you like, whether it's general entrepreneurship, is because you just haven't started it yet. In 2000, probably 11, 2011-ish, while I'm still working at the Cheesecake Factory, I'm building this t-shirt brand called Sleep is for Suckers, and it's geared towards entrepreneurship and people that's losing sleep doing what they love. And my philosophy was, if I can get around enough people that are all going in the same direction, not even people that are super up, I'm talking about just people that are going in the same direction, we could all become successful. So I got these videos from, like, of my house. My coworkers come into my house after work, and we're working on t-shirt concepts and t-shirt designs for the brand. Now, I did say I'm going to get a bottle. Okay, we're going to have some girls there cooking. That was just my way of getting people there. But I knew I had to get people around me. I just, and it's not, it wasn't this. It was like four of us. Some of my homegirls from work, some of my homeboys from work. We get together. I had one design, the logo. And I put the logo on the front and the logo on the back. That was the whole design. But I, I would plug my, my computer up to the TV, and I, used to, I was using Photoshop, and I changed the shirt color from black to red and make the logo white and say, hey, what y'all think? And they'd be like, nah, yo, bro, here's what you do. Keep the white logo, but make it a green shirt. So I click the little green, green, what y'all think? They're like, nah, take the green, make the logo instead of white, make it black. And this was the conversation on how I was building the brand, but I was started building, building a community. When I, when I did my first fashion show, it was a fashion show in the club, most of the models were guests. Guess who? Strippers. <laughs> no, man. Follow the story. It was my coworkers. My first models were my coworkers. We would go out. It was a young lady um, named Kayla. She worked at, uh, at DTLR, and she had this camera. She's like, oh, I'm going to be a photographer. Save the money, got a camera. And then I got out, a couple of my coworkers. We did our first photo shoot 
in this area called Atlantic Station in Atlanta, and we got kicked out. But we got the pictures. I have the videos to prove it. But that was me having an idea saying, look, I need to get some people together. Not a hundred, not a thousand. Who's coming with me? Y'all got some people that y'all can put in a room and say, let's just mastermind? You got some Trey? Yeah, first off, Trey just moved here from, uh, from Ohio. As he should. Delaware, Delaware. Delaware. Yeah, you you a mic? wise man. He is, Who's uh, got the mic? Wise Yo, man. people Where's don't the understand the importance of, and I, I keep preaching this to people and they're not getting it. There's power in proximity. 100%. When they tell me where they live, sometimes they're like, yo, I live in Cleveland. What is in Cleveland? <laughs> Get out of Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland is killing you in the chat right now. I live in Minnesota. <laughs> no, no, but what, what I'm saying is, Why? I mean, not, <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is, you say I want to grow as an entrepreneur. You say I'm the only person in my circle. You also like, I don't got no family. I don't got nobody. Leave. Go get around. I just heard someone say over here. I don't know if it was earlier. Like, I don't know who said, but they, someone in this room, what they were here or they left. They was like, I got to come get with this entrepreneurship in Atlanta. Yeah. What's going on now? Where you from? Uh, Orlando. But uh, what I'm saying is like, I need that energy. Let me yeah. get around it. Let me come. Exposure equal expansion. Like everything changes when you get in the right room. So I'll be fact. telling people, go to these events and they they get it wrong. You think I'm telling you to attend these events to give us money. It changed my life when I started getting around people who was yeah. making more money than me, doing better mm -hmm. than me. I got once you see it, you can't unsee it. But if you go back home that you being the only person winning, you go back home that you you're going to be discouraged when you had nobody to talk to. Mm -hmm. You can't pull up to a network. You got to vent every week somebody can pull up to. Mm -hmm. More than meetup, they literally get to come pull up to all of these tapings mm -hmm. for free. Yeah. This hey, is a consultation hey, somebody yeah. getting here. Clip that. Let's run that as an ad. Just make sure you pull that. <laughs> yeah. Because if you merge what happened with Brian uh, and then add Neo to it, you know what I mean? Yeah, hey, do that. Seriously. Merge that. that. for me, Zoe. Take those okay. clips. I would also recommend that you identify what kind of communication method you want to exchange, right? Double check all of your funnels. Make sure they're going where they need to be. Are, pe is, are people going to be reaching you directly and personally? Um, whatever that looks like, have that. But have a way that you're also documenting the leads or the phone numbers and connections that you're making and be able to... Um, identify them later. So if you're if if we're connecting and we're just meeting, I'm gonna write down. You know, I met this guy David. He wears a baseball cap, tennis shoes, Jays. Yeah, we talked about podcasting. Mm -hmm. You have that there, and if you mention something really interesting, write that down too. Because usually, what will end up happening is when you go to follow up, these people have met so many other people that they don't remember you. Yeah. And if you can say, hey, you know, I met you and your wife. Remember, you guys were walking out by the chicken stand. Chicken was lit, wasn't it? And then you can make, you know, conversation that way. But also in just I had a couple of people who wanted to um, send me their Instagram. Mm -hmm. A couple of people happened a couple of times. Hey, Donnie, can you follow me on Instagram? So I'm going to their Instagram page and I'm looking at it and it's private. How do you feel about that? About what? Can you follow me on Instagram? I don't usually. So in Or do you follow then unfollow as soon as they walk away? I don't do that. So when someone asks me in my face to follow them, I'll say, What's your Instagram? And I'll just go <laughs> take a look at it, right? <laughs> and if you're standing there in my face, I'll say, 
what do you want me to see when I follow you? Like what kind most people who ask me to follow them aren't even posting. And I'll unfollow I'll unfollow a real friend if you're just not adding if you're posting foolishness you or never if you just me. But you post all the time. Even if I stop. I want nothing to do with you. Delete. No, I'm just playing. Um, I wouldn't. But no, I usually say, okay, what would make me want to follow this page? Mm -hmm. And they can never. I've never heard anybody answer that question. Oh, wow. Ever, 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 ever. People will say something like, I do credit repair. Okay, let me show you three other friends that I have whose pages that I follow yeah. who does credit repair too. What makes me want to follow your page? Yeah. See, the thing is, you follow my page because I am adding value to you in some way. Are we doing the same thing here? Sometimes Ooh, I come I'm across... same dude be like... Yo, he be on it every yeah, day. Yeah, like, you hear me? I'll, I'll see it as it's 20 likes. And I'm he like, does the same thing. Yo, every day and it's going to yeah, keep yeah. going. Yeah, well, yes. You'll notice me. Okay. Um, and, and you do. So I, but yeah, so making sure, one, that you're documenting information about the contacts that you're meeting. But number two, that you have a real way that people can communicate mm -hmm. with you are we sending them like are you collecting random leads and you're sending them to like an opt-in page um I, a couple of people had websites i saw some people with qr codes and the qr codes is taking them to this long informational website and all the no opt-in collect the lead people are passing as soon as you finish talking to them they're going to run into the next person mm -hmm. we don't want lengthy you know exchanges we want to make it really really quick so mm -hmm. solidifying your communication both ways that's good the ultimate networking no-no. Mm -hmm. Do not work the room. Don't work the room? Do not You're not work supposed the to work the room? You are not supposed to work the room. Talk to me. I'm interested. So when you're going to events with the mindset of working the room, you're usually thinking quantity over quality. Mm. You're in there trying to meet a little bit of everybody. Yeah. And before you know it, you don't even remember half the people that you met. You don't know what you met, who you met. You don't know what they do. You don't have enough information about anybody to determine whether or not this was a valuable connection for you. Mm -hmm. So I think it brings together having a plan, understanding who you need to meet, what you who you need on your roster, who you need in your network, and focus specifically on honing in on those people. Well, how do I know who those people are? Ask some questions. Hey, you know, I was really interested in meeting some uh, videographers or some cinematographers in the room or whoever that is. Can you point some out? Do you know anybody in the room? And be 100% focused on a couple of meaningful quality mm. exchanges rather than meeting a hundred different people in the room. I rock with I, I, I feel that. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's really good. Don't work the room. Don't Be work intentional. the room. Like build a, build, like having, like have like many experiences with people. Create experiences yeah. within that room. Like serious dialogue, whatever you, what, even if that's like five minutes, you want to kind of remember you know, you know, if, if you're going through like dating, for example, and you're weighing your options, you're not going to go on 25 dates in one night. 
you by the time you get back to your girls and you're trying to remember which one you want to have a next date or a next experience with you don't remember the first 12 13 guys that you went on dates with Mm -hmm. the same thing is going to work in this room of networking just be super intentional about finding who you need to find and have a meaningful conversation think about when you have gone into events and you have spent like the majority of your time talking to the same one two or three people how much easier it is to actually follow up and build a relationship later like these quick spurts of hey yeah great to meet you in passing here's my information you're going to get the assistance information you're going to get the handlers information you're going to get the person who is the barrier to the entry point rather than just being focused on two or three people two or three people getting to know them on a deeper level by being interested in them Right. And that's what I mean by quality dialogue. If the dialogue is all about this is what I do and this is how I help and blah, 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 blah. You're never going to get the contact information in a way that you want it. But if you find a way to make the conversation about the other people, two or three great exchanges, you will have a healthy way to follow up later. Man, that wasn't uh, that wasn't the philosophy back in the day in the club, man, because we used to compare how many numbers can you get? Mm-hmm. And whoever got the most numbers was the coolest. Yeah, but how many people got the most return phone calls? Ah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. All of you are running your individual businesses, and y'all come together to do this. And I know all of you individually. And you don't have to tell me, but I know it's not easy. Because you might have an idea, and you have an idea, but those three don't like your idea. And then we got to figure out whose idea works. How did you know that? I know y'all. Bro, we be good. We be good all year until and, it's time to throw a conference. And yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine this being tough too, because all of you are running high-level businesses. You guys are like on the grind building. I want to know what what should we watch out for? Because there's some people here that saying, yo, me and my four friends, we about to come together. We're gonna be the, the square CEO. I mean, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> all right, somebody said uh, they was gonna be the circle of success. <laughs> So what's what's been the biggest challenge in running this operation? I think scheduling, you know, just um, getting five individuals who run high-level businesses to sit down at at the same time on the same day. You know, we be traveling as families, and um, the hardest part is probably was something simple to a lot of people, but just us five making our 930 Monday um, Zoom call that we do every Monday. Who misses it most? Um, misses it the most? Misses it the most. You know what? We we do pretty good. I, I would say we do pretty must good. Be Alex then. How <laughs> <laughs> we all do pretty good? Alex the one who don't want to be on it. <laughs> Thanks. I will say this. Just to, I think this will help somebody. Um, this is not necessary to our situation, but a lot of you are going to partner up with people. And sometimes you partner up with the same person that does exactly what you do. I think it's not great when you are, you partner with somebody who do the exact same thing. It's like, I got other partnerships and we are total opposites and it worked great because I get to go, you are my partner on stuff. You go do what you do, I go what I do, and we thrive in those things that we do. Right. Same with our new ACO. They do certain things. I do. So. And we thrive. So I think with partnerships, you should identify before you get down and dirty. 
what do you bring to the table? What do I bring to the table? And you also should do a disassessment because that don't lie. will be clear about if they're dominant, if they're cautious, all of these things. And the next thing I would say, you got to do an operating agreement because you need to understand and know what everybody's going to bring to the table. And if they're not bringing that to the table, we need to reassess the partnership and what we're actually doing. Yeah, I think uh, I mean, one thing I can think about is if there is an issue, we don't let it sit for long. You know what I'm saying? Like we we jump on the line with somebody. Like we've had calls and be like, hey, hey, bro, but let me just make sure we still good. You know what I'm saying? Make sure everything's still solid. You know what I'm saying? Or sometimes we have a meeting. Like, all right, look, everybody need to sit down and just tell this one person what you think about this. And we you got to sit back there and take it for a little while. But I think that's just understanding the heart and uh, us just trying to keep our relationship and our friendship the main thing. And then business or whatever comes from that should continue to come from that. Yo, we don't do this for money. Like, I want to, like, I'm going to be really clear, y'all, because that's another reason why it's hard for us, because we all make our own money. We Nobody on this stage need anybody for anything. We all our own men. So when we come together and do this, it's like, we really got to get on the same page, because it's not like a, yeah, we're going to do this, and we're going to make X amount of dollars. That was never the plan at all. It was just less do this conference for the people because we all understand what happened when we all met outside of Jason and Alex. We know what happened when we got together, man. It's power in community and connections. And this is why we, y'all will be like, why are you pushing community and connection? It changed my life. I want your life to change. So I know getting around the right people, everything can change in a short period of time with access to the right information, execution, and community. I want to say one last thing. I think um, as far as, you know, running a team and, and keeping it tight, you got, you know, they say is you, you can separate business and, and friendship. You really got to like the people that you're doing business with. Like, that's super, super important. Like and respect. You got to, like, like to be around them, too. You know what I'm saying? And I literally equally enjoy being around each one of these dudes. I feel like equally. I mean, it's a slight advantage because we got 20 years, me and Jason. But, like, these dudes don't got to call me when they come into my house. None of them. They can just show up to my house. And they probably the only ones that's not blood that can do that. So I really feel like once you got that respect and love and you got that foundation and that respect, right, anything can be fixed once that respect is um, in place. And a lot of it was environment, too, just being around more people who are actually accomplishing the thing that we wanted to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And we have more conversation. It's not even like tutorial, like, yo, you should do this to get what I have. It's like just being in the conversations more inspiring. Well, that brings me to your question that you had, like, how do you get in the rooms or when should you start getting in the rooms? Like, what's the first step? We were talking about masterminds and he asked, like, is there a step before going all out into the masterminds. And as I'm thinking about this, we were masterminding together before we were investing. So early in the year that we decided that we were going to make seven figures, this was 2021 early in that year. um, David, myself, Marcus Rosier, Marcus Rosier. I always call him Rosier because it's high spell and marketing by Monray. We literally, I don't even know how it came about. We literally said we are going to get together and mastermind, right? And I remember we had this place we went to, a mm-hmm. restaurant. We got together. We had it. Monray had it catered, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we got together. We had a meeting, strong meeting. 
That's a mastermind. That's the same thing that we do to go into these rooms. You're going into these rooms to learn new ideas, get new information. That's what we did. Well, we were supposed to do this on a monthly basis, fell off immediately, right? We never, the four of us, I don't think ever met again, but me and Monray continued to mastermind, right? Me and Monray continuing to hold each other accountable. Then me and David are over here holding each other accountable. Then we kind of end up in the same room. Then me, David, and Monray, we never stopped masterminding. At that point, we couldn't have invested $50,000 in a mastermind. We couldn't have invested $150,000 in a mastermind. So how can we use people who are around us that complement what it is that we're trying to do that can bring something to the table? Like, how can I think out loud? Like, we're overthinking this mastermind. How can I think out loud with people who can add value to me? Yeah, I would say probably that first step to getting into a mastermind is accomplishing something. I mean, it, the, the only reason that we, I don't want to say the only reason, but a major reason that we connected in the first place is because I've accomplished something at the time I met Donnie. Donnie was accomplishing stuff at the time she met me and we got together and said, oh, well, it's not, it's not a big discrepancy. It's not like I'm super successful and you're uh, an Uber driver trying to make ends meet. Not not saying that we wouldn't collaborate, but if that was the case where she was she was making six figures and I was making, let's say at that point I was, I don't know, I was making, I was still a server at the Cheesecake Factory. I don't believe she would she would have taken as much interest in creating a relationship with me at that time. And I don't I don't want it to sound like, oh well, I can't be cool with the cashier that works at Kroger. But we don't have a whole lot in common. We don't have a whole lot to talk about. Once we linked up, we started talking about success and the things that's working for me. What's the things that's working mm-hmm. for you? The mindset, like connecting with people. And the people that you are around are probably, typically, 90-something percent are going to be made up of people that are probably on the same level as you yep. in whatever level we're talking about. So the people that you hang out with most are probably on the same financial level. Same, let's say, spiritual level. Same uh, uh, intellectual level, right? Tenth graders don't hang out with fourth graders. Not that anything's wrong with a fourth grader, but we don't have a whole lot in common. So what happens is me, Donnie, Monray, Marcus, we're all in the space where individually we don't need each other to do what we're doing, but collectively we can all go to the next level, but we have a whole lot to talk about in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So the more you accomplish, the more tables you'll be invited to. Maybe not a million dollar table when you're making 60,000 as an entrepreneur, but there's a 60,000, there's a under a hundred thousand dollar table for entrepreneurs in a city that's getting together and they're individually getting together at the six figure table. There's a bunch of six-figure entrepreneurs that get together, but individually, one of them found this seven-figure table that they're sitting at, and they come bring the game back to their six-figure group, and it just, we all rise together. So first thing, accomplish something, build something. Absolutely. Um, Also, be willing to add value, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Dave said, if I were making six figures and he were still the waiter at the Cheesecake Factory, I wouldn't be interested in connecting, probably not on a level where I want to mastermind with you in a way to get myself to the next level. That would probably have ended up being a mentor mentee 
kind of relationship, right? But Dave could have said, yo, I have this t-shirt company. It's already doing $70,000, $80,000 a year. I'm still working my job because I'm taking, you know, I'm responsible for this, 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 and this. I know that I haven't made six figures yet, but I promise you I can add value here. You you were mentioning that you wanted to start a t-shirt company. I've done that. We're already doing that consistently. I can help you if we can mastermind together. Right. So also that would still be a mentor mentee type of relationship. Yeah, but you get a seat at the table when you're able to add value. For sure. Yeah, you get a For seat sure. at the table when you're able to add value. Yeah. And that's something that's really important. If I'm gonna be honest, like there's only two ways to mastermind for free or for a fee. That's it. I can't think, I can't think of any other way either for free or for a fee. And if it is for free, you are likely going to be like David was talking about masterminding with people that you have immediate access to. You meet along the way y'all vibe for whatever reason for a fee. You want to be in a circle that's guaranteed to have people who are operating at a higher level than you. I would not invest in a mastermind um, that is meant to take me to a higher level just with people who are on my level or beneath, right? Somebody in the room has to be at a higher level. Somebody in the room has to have clear value that I can see myself, you know, benefiting from. But there are also masterminds. Um, David and I were on the same level, but we put ourselves around both together and individually people who were just operating at such a high level. And then he's able to go out and say, Hey, I did this. Here's what I learned. I'm able to bring it back. Just like what he said, there are masterminds though, that are sufficient to be a part of. And you got to start where you start where everybody's on the same level. Y'all just getting together. Now we might be on the same level today, but something I know about marketing and something, you know, about fulfillment may be that missing piece to take us both or one of us to the next level. 100%. But not even just the information. It still comes back to, I believe, you got to have something going. Because you can get to it. Like one of my first first mentors was uh, Tony Abrams. At this time, he was was retired, young and retired. Um, But then he started working for Diddy, just high-level kind of CFO stuff. And at this point, I'm working at the Cheesecake Factory, but I'm selling T-shirts. His nephew, my best friend, Brandon, my other best friend, because Donnie's my best friend. Because I'm ready to throw hands already. <laughs> <laughs> He's telling his uncle about me. Yo, my best friend got the T-shirt brand. He's really out there grinding, right? So he told his uncle about it, and we just sat down and had conversations, and he's just brilliant when it comes to business. And he took a liking to me because, one, I had something going, and two, I was willing to listen. I kind of what what I found out is successful people want to be a part of someone's future success that it looks like they're going to make it. People want to be a part of that. I want to be. I want to say I mentored you. Yeah. Right? I want to be able to say as as Brittany continues to grow. I want to say, yo, she used to come all the time. Like, and as she keeps growing, I mean, uh, uh. She, she's like in the room, right? So I want to be able to introduce her, say, yo, Brittany, she does an amazing job in her craft. I want to be able to connect her with people because I can trust that she's going to do good work. Mm-hmm. Right? I want to be a part of that, right? So, But you can't, you're not going to be a part of 
No one's going to want to be a part of something that's nothing. That's not moving. Has it's no not momentum. moving. What's yeah. the networking no-no? I know that was a book you had. What's the networking no-no? Uh, there's a million of them. Um, One of your biggest ones that may be a pet peeve. Trying to impress people. Like if you meet somebody mm. and they're trying to impress you with all the stuff that they do and all the, the business, that, oh, the money this, they make. Yeah, bro, I don't care. And I think you're lying. So for my object, I, I think, honestly, I learned this. I really learned this the first time I ever read How to Win Friends and Influence People, that people don't really care about you and they want to talk about themselves. So I think this is like my start. And I, I don't know how old I was. I was, too, I was young. But this is my start of getting to know people and asking them questions because I feel like in this back and forth, if you don't talk enough, you're not going to like me. So if I talk, 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 and you don't get a chance to kind of share who you are, you're not really going to have a, a good first engagement. However, if I let you talk for 30 minutes and I, I might've said a few words, you'll leave that conversation saying, yo, that was a really good conversation. Mm. I didn't really say anything. You mm. did all the talking, but you felt good because you got to get your bars off. Right. Yeah. So th that has been, in one, I was at a conference one time. I'll never forget. It. This had to be 15 years ago. And there was a question. He said it was, it was one question you need to ask in your engagement with somebody that will open up the floodgates for them to just start talking and just like let go. Right. So he said the question is when they ask, hey, uh, when you ask, hey, what do you do? Right. They'll tell you whatever they do. He said, here was the question. He said, always ask, wow, how did you get into that? That is good for another 10, 15 minutes because everybody's got a backstory on how they became a marketer, right? Yo, you're a coach. Oh, that's what's up. Yo, how you get into coaching? Mm -hmm. And you probably, it's not going to be like, well, I set up a website. It's like, yo, I had this one client, right? Yeah. And I had this one friend and I was just telling them da, 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 da. And they'll start talking. And then you ask one more question. That is a 20 minute conversation. And they're going to leave saying, yo, I really enjoyed that interaction with that and person. And people love to tell they their story. It. That is a networking tip, like put people in a position where they have to talk about themselves. Mm -hmm. It's not your it's not your time to really spew out a whole bunch of information. There's got to be some sort of noticeable growth out of this little gathering that you guys have, because if you start building something, people are like, yo, I see what you're doing. I, oh, you you are. Oh, yeah, man, we get together. Hey, where's that? Oh, we work on it. We, we take this little time and we work. Oh, I want to come. That's how we started. What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. 
picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal am i right I'm laughing because I am thinking back to, what was it, 2015, 2016? So you guys think David and I just got together for social proof. We've been working together, business partners, in some capacity since like 2015. And uh, I remember when Dave and I met, ironically, at a networking event. (laughs) We met at a random, well, it wasn't random. We met at a networking event. And I went to visit his T-shirt kiosk because he was selling T-shirts in the mall. And at that time, I was one of the leaders in the network marketing event. And I went to visit to support this little guy that I met at this networking event, right? She's making more money than me at this time. (laughs) Way more. I think my perception, though, was that I was making a lot of money. You were making great money. You were Uh, making good money. So we talk and, you know, I kind of sunned him. I'll be there. I'll come to your little kiosk and buy some T-shirts. Anyway, I go, and we end up talking for like three hours, and it was at that kiosk moment that we said, we're going to do some work together. You know what we did? 
we immediately started planning doing some work together. So I remember being on the phone and we're planning like this event for entrepreneurs, this entrepreneurs exchange, I think is what it's called. Entrepreneurs exchange. It's an event that we wanted to do with just some entrepreneurs. And our very first goal was just to get 25 people in the room. We wanted to get 25 people in the room. I believe the tickets were like $20. Probably 10. Probably 10. <laughs> it was like a $20 or so ticket, 25 people in the room. We didn't have a goal. All we knew, all we knew is that we wanted to impact entrepreneurs. That's it. We didn't care about getting 500 people in the room. We didn't care about getting 100 people in the room. We wanted 20 people, 25 people who would listen to us who would come in this room and we could walk around the table. And the most important thing for us at that time was we wanted to feel and touch everything. Like we wanted to be able to walk through the room and touch and look over your work and see what you were doing and actually have actionable results at the end of the day. That's how it started. And the David and Donnie dynamic began to grow from one entrepreneur's exchange to another entrepreneur's exchange, to another entrepreneur's exchange. And every single time we could fit it on our calendar, we didn't take six months to put those events together. We took like six hours. Every single time we both had availability on our calendars, like, what's up? You want to do an entrepreneur's exchange event tomorrow? Sure. We didn't have a team. We did everything for the first event. If we brought in a guest speaker, we found them. If there was a flyer to be made, I think we made the first flyer I on Canva. Made the flyer. No, I made it on Photoshop. <laughs> you did it on Photoshop? Yeah. We made the first flyers on, on Photoshop. We're setting up the cameras. We put our own mics on. David was over there doing the music while I'm on stage. And I'm like, we ready? We ready? I start the, the show. He turns the music down. He joins me on stage. One of the biggest reasons that we're not doing that in this community or in this circle is because we're afraid of having people see us at the beginning. You don't want people to see you starting. You don't, you don't want the room because you don't admire the room with just 25 qualified people in it. You want 100 people showing up for you. You want 500 people showing up for you. You want the videographer who's going to do the recap by the end of the event because that's what you saw. But that's what you see today it's nowhere near where we started. And let me say this. If David and I had to set it up from scratch today on our own, we would. There's three, four people at my house that have a common goal of let's figure out how we can make some money in here. How can we all leave the Cheesecake Factory? It's three or four of us. But you don't want to do the three or four because you see a hundred here. You understand? Why don't you just start something in your city? Here's what's cool, too. If four of y'all just put together your own little group and y'all started growing as 10 of y'all, y'all all come together, it's 40 people in a room. But you don't want to start small. Let's just start practicing our influence. Why don't we? Let's just practice. Can you get a couple? You can get, some friend, you can get your friends to the club. And how hard do you try to convince them? Come on, we got the VIP section. I know the promoter. If we get there before 11, we get in for free. You don't even have to have the VIP section to get a group. Girl, brunch. They got shrimp and grits. Girl, that man keeps stressing you out. Come on, let's go. You don't need him. You that friend. Who that friend? Who that friend? She said, I am. Yeah, I'm single. I don't want everybody. If you are the friend that can get people to brunch, <laughs> if you're the friend that can get people to brunch, you can get them to church. You can get them to come over for a day party at your home. You can get them at the rooftop. 
you can get an event going. Yeah. You can get something significant going, something that's going to move you further along, your, along the path. And David is absolutely right. Start with two of you. Mm-hmm. Practice. And then bring somebody else next time. Like, most people think I'm so extroverted, but I'm really an introvert. I'm an introverted extrovert. Yeah, she's a blend. I have my moments, right? I like to people when I like to people. Can I tell them when I found out you were like that? Tell them. I don't know. Are you telling me too? I might have told Yeah. No, we talked about it. So this is a few years ago. And like the Dottie that I know is, yo, she on stage killing it. All the people, when she get on stage, she's talking to everybody. I'm like, oh, she's super extroverted. This is a few years ago. She's single at this point. And you single now? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Brother in the back, like, no, let her answer. Let her answer. <laughs> so one of my friends comes to uh, my venue. And, like, we always talk about relationship stuff. And she's like, is, is he single? I'm like, I don't know, Donnie. Ask him. You powerful. You're a boss. She's like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. So we all start talking in this, in this group. And Donnie is sitting there like this. And I'm like, what's up? Where's the whole conversation about entrepreneurship and empowerment? Like, social butterfly? As soon as we get away from that group, she's like, okay, just, uh, just give my number. I said, Donnie Wiggins. That story ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But I didn't want to For tell you. For the record, you. I don't remember <laughs> that ever happening oh, in life. Oh, that one. At the club, at the complex, we was outside. Who was the guy? You want no, me to say it on no, the mic? No, 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 no. I'll let him know. Don't. Did I ever date him? <laughs> no, you didn't date him. Is but he you still single? But you're super shy. Maybe. Hmm. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> Gosh, that just made me lose my train of thought. My bad. I'm Is he fine? No, I don't know. What you mean? No, he's not. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> seriously. So I remember, like, I like being around who I like to be around. When I'm in environments like this, I'm a social butterfly. But I get exhausted really easy. So I'm going to be on. Like, after this, we're talking, we're chopping it up. As soon as I get back to the hotel, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so glad this is over. Because talking a lot gives me anxiety in certain groups, right? You oh, remember God. this day. You yeah, remember I do that remember, day. That, you remember day. that day. And he fine. <laughs> David, uh, it used to just be me and him. We just, we're meeting, you know, it's just us. We're planning things. We're doing business. And the events were always just like me and him are going to do something. And then I remember there's a time where he's like, hey, my friend such and such is going to come join us. Is that cool? And I'm like, yeah, sure, that's cool. And then the next time, he's like, yo, I want to invite you over into this circle with these guys. Is that cool? I'm like, how many people? I'm really nervous to be around this many strangers where I have to... Because sometimes the nervousness comes from you having to show that you have some value too. And some of you are afraid to display your value. You don't want to get into these rooms because you have to open up your mouth and talk to people who are doing things at a high level. And Dave is like dragging me into these rooms and rooms that I didn't feel like I needed to be in. Like I make money. I'm fine. It's totally fine. I don't have to be in these rooms. And I start getting in these rooms and you find out how much more money you can actually be making. And now we're in these circles with people that used to, I don't know if, I didn't know them. I I just didn't want to be around. If I'm being totally honest, I don't want to be around. I'm cool with me and my buddy right here and we're doing what we do. 
But you're not going to grow as wild as your imagination, as big as your imagination, if you don't get into bigger rooms. If you're not doing this yourself, you should never let out-of-towners come to your city again and sell out an event before you start your first one. That's right. We clapped that up. We clapped that up. And I'm not talking about you feeling like you have to sell out an event. This is an event. What are we doing? This is a mastermind right here. That's an event. Getting together, four people, sitting down, talking about the same idea, and coming up with an end result, that's an event. I need y'all to do that next week. So, does anybody have an idea as we're talking? You have an idea of getting together a small group of people? And it's not even for them. It's really for you. You need the community. Can you get... Can you get three or four people together at a coffee shop? Answer the question. Yes. Raise your hand if you think you get five people together at a coffee shop. What about 10? It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. 
If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Free, no money. Here's the hack. Here's the hack. If you put people together, they don't have to pay anything, and you could do that on a regular basis, you became a leader, but two, you've created value for yourself. So if I come to your city, and I'm like, yo, I'm about to do this event, and you hit me like, yo, I got this small group of people, it's like 12, 15 of us to get together, like, we can come through. I could bring my people. And now you become valuable to me, because you're filling up my event now. This is going to be pastor's message this coming Sunday. I'm telling you. Get pastor three or four people like, together. Bring them to church, okay? It's going to be... Pastor going to be like, we need to, we need to build a community in here today. We're going to grow this community. Each person, each two bring two. That's, that's going to be the message. Let's just try. Each one, just, reach one, that's your message. Can we just try? Can you just try? Just test your own influence? Just test your own influence. And use these events. So an event doesn't have to be a large number of people. It's four. Y'all were together right now doing something at somebody's house. It's an event. Coffee shop event. But let's take it a step further. Use that one event with the four of you, the six of you, the 10 of you, the 20 of you to build for the next event. We really build business from event to event. An event can be a webinar. An event can be a challenge. An event can be something in person. We're really building our business from event to event. But here's the thing. Don't gatekeep. Somebody up here said that. Don't gatekeep. You have somebody who's there. Y'all share responsibility in taking your cell phone and getting content at this event. So a little dry erase board flip chart. You're writing out the ideas. You're taking notes on what's being talked about. When it's your turn to talk, you're drawing it out. You're mapping it out. Somebody else, one of the four, taking content of this. You're posting it, and now people are interested in you. Oh, what was she doing? What was he doing? What are they teaching about? Maybe I can come next time. And now those four people turn into eight people, turn into 12 people, turn into 16. Not only that, the group, the audience that you're looking to attract that you're looking to be an authority over, that you're looking to say, hey, I can help you do a thing. They see you helping these four, six, 10, 12 people do that thing. You're mapping it out. You're drawing it out. You're not worried, worried about overly produced content. It's just you, your cell phone, and the three people that's in the room with you, and you're mapping it out. Now we're talking about showing our work. Now when people are saying, hey, do you have proof? Well, it started right here in this room full of four people. I have evidence. I have content of me teaching. I put that on the internet. What do you think that's going to do? More people are going to want to connect and be a part of that room, a part of that mastermind. But then you got customers now. Oh, she does know what she's talking about. He does know what he's talking about. Other people are here. You know when you're going on social media and you're looking to do business with somebody and we're scrolling through the page now because that's our validation step, that's our due diligence? And I don't know about you, but I go onto these pages and I'm looking for people who appear to know you in real life. And I'm looking for the comments that they're leaving to see if I can trust this person, if this person is a good, credible person with integrity. You're establishing yourself as an authority. 
You're establishing yourself as someone with integrity because other people are in that room with you and you're teaching them something. They're taking notes. Don't take for granted the value in small beginnings. For sure. Uh, here's another hack, and we can write this down. It's called community infiltration. I made it up myself. Community infiltration. Spell infiltration for the people who can't. We don't have time. You... <laughs> Come on, I'll help you. I... I know how to say it. <laughs> you, know, you know how to say something. You know how to... Like, Sound spell diaspora. Never mind. Wait, they're, they're over there like... She over there like, girl, did she just put him on the spot to spell that real quick? And yeah. I put him on the spot. Sp- spell diaspora. Just playing. All right, so no, 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 no. So this, do, is, this is something that really, really helped me, guys. It's something that really helped me. I found other communities and became a part of the other communities. If you're not ready to build your own community, that simply means you need to join one. There are communities here. Here's what's crazy. I have a bigger group. I have a bigger community in Chicago than a lot of you in Chicago. I just had breakfast with our morning meetup group in Chicago this morning. Didn't we have breakfast? We had a good time? We just, it wasn't no like public display or nothing like that. It was like we get together. When I say I'm in Chicago, we, I take my, my community to breakfast. The cities that I go to, I just pay for their breakfast. But you could be a part of that community. This is the sales pitch of morning meetup. Okay, let me just try this real quick. <laughs> so we got a group that we meet every single morning. Okay? Sit down. We do. We do, though. We do, though. But it's a group of us. Like, hundreds of people are on a call every single morning. But what happens is, this isn't a promotion for me and my community. The people that were at that breakfast now can build their own community. There's a group out in Florida, uh, uh, my homie Tamika. It's not that I said, hey, y'all that's in this community, y'all should do something together in Florida. A young lady said, yo, who all in this community is in Florida? And they got this own little group chat together. I went out there. It was like 20 of them that got together. But they get together every single month. So it was one person that was in the community that started gathering people out of the community to create, the, create their own. All right. So number two, I would say, is go with intention. Mm-hmm. So making sure that uh, you know what you're looking for when you get there, not mm-hmm. just trying to get what comes to you. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very intentional about like for, for invest fest, it was two things. One, making sure that our name continues to stay good out in the street. So in my mind, I'm going with the thought process that I am going to talk to and take as many pictures as possible because I want when people to leave, they say, well, you know, David is a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. I like saying, yo, nah, he was like super genuine and I'm cracking jokes. And if I am in a rush, like, cause you know, like I got to get to somewhere. I got to get to the backstage. I got to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. There's some people I'm like, yo, all right, yo, come on, walk, walk with me. With me. Mm-hmm. And we get a chance to talk, chop it up. Chop, and like, yo, it was, it was a couple of people. They was with me for a good 30, 45 minutes at every stop. We just, we just rocking. And I think that was a part of an experience for them. Right. So uh, and also the second thing was finding bigger people to interview. So I know it's going to be the best of the best in this building, 20,000 people. But the, the, the draw 
are these mega stars. So I'm thinking, yo, who can I get to jump on the podcast? And remember JD, Jermaine Dupree, mm -hmm. we had that conversation at Rick Ross house. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yo, we ever get information? How did, and I was like, I think Donnie. He, get, he knows he gave me an email that's not really getting checked. But check this out. So, okay. And this is a, this is a lesson. This is a lesson. So look, look. That's it right he there. He wrote it down. He gave mm -hmm. me his number. But that oh, first meeting. He did give me a phone number. Oh, now you want to take my glory. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. It, was, it was the dream who gave me a, an email address that never got a response. What number but did the, he give you? Hold on, let's the, see. I hope it ain't the same number. Um, <laughs> did I you think I might have. I probably deleted it because don't play with me. If he gave you a number? Because the, whatever, I reached okay. out twice. He gave you his email, he gave me his number. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I reached out so twice, like, they never answered. Here's what was cool, though. So I, he was like, yeah, man, I, I, I remember you. And he said, yo, did I ever give you my information? I'm like, well, I think you gave it to Donnie. I think you gave her your, your I said, I think you gave your information to Donnie. He was like, oh, all right, man, well, let's, let, let's make this thing happen. What, so crazy, while he's putting his number in my phone, another guy came, he said, yo, JD, this dude's dope. I, I went to one of his workshops, one of his uh, podcast workshops. He really know what he's doing. And, and actually, I think he was giving me his email address. I really do. And then the guy comes over and like he, he pulls a phone out of his pocket and he like just it just takes take mad long to do this because he could have gave his like, you know, he knows it. But he's like, oh, yeah, he said, yo, this dude's dope, man. Like you really need to connect with him. And I was like, that's amazing, right? Because then, you know, somebody vouched for me, and I, and I start talking to the guy, and I'm like, so, you know, what, what is it? Do you? He said, yeah, JD, that's my right hand. I'm, I'm with him all the time. This is what we do. He said, I've been trying to convince him to do the do a podcast. And he said, I said, yo, bro. He said, but I can't get him to, like, really take it seriously. So I told him, yo, we can sit down for 20 minutes. I guarantee I'll make it make sense for him. So he said, okay, cool. Let's, let's connect and let's make it happen. So that was a- uh, I deleted them both. I bet. Mm -hmm. I bet you did. No, you just didn't get his number, bro. No, you I could. probably, I don't know what I got. I feel like one of them gave me a phone number. One mm -hmm. gave me an email. I'm almost pretty sure Dream gave me an email because he came in on the tail end and he kind of like looked at me like, little girl, if you don't take this little, little groupie, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you don't take podcast time. Huh? Y'all want to help me with my podcast, <laughs> right? Um, but I deleted them both. Hey, y'all, I ain't going to lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie lock. Think about being on a couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. No drilling required. It's keyless entry so it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Listen, you put your fingerprint on there. You don't have, even if you got you got your bags, you put one finger out there. Boop, you get to unlock your door that way. No battery anxiety. You don't have to worry about the battery dying. Quick charging. It's incredible. Also, passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera, so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision, it's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally, and you don't have to pay 
for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Eufy is on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat, okay? Listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Eufy, E-U-F-Y dot com. I just... Order mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's it's, it's, it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy, video lock. That's E-U-F-Y, video lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door, okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door, incredible, okay? So search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Because I took it personally Like don't um, No you didn't I did Alright so So the point is Go in with intention Go in with intention Go in with intention sure. And I And I would I, I would really suggest Like before you walk Out of your car you create a little list of things that you are looking for. I'm looking for a videographer. I'm looking for someone in tech. Somebody to help me build a website. Somebody to help me build a funnel. I'm looking for emotional support. I'm looking for whatever you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, going with intention. Just being around you all has been such an inspiration. And I'm starting to see, yeah, we can clap it up. Like I'm a true testimony that when you get in the right environment, anything can happen. So like just just being around you all has been a game changer for me. And I think it's important, because I know there's a lot of people that want to start their own, like the Octagon and the CEOs, right, in their city. I want to hear from all of y'all, how would you start it? If you lived in New York or you lived in Alabama, we'll start with you, Alex, and we'll go around. How would you form in another city what we formed here in Atlanta? Um... Start with two, you and one person first, you know what I'm saying? Start small and then build organically. And you mentioned something earlier that was so important. I'm just thinking about my my first business partner in 10 years. I, I, I've i been doing this by myself, but I've been on this journey literally by myself from 2012. And I was doing a lot by myself. And then I finally opened my doors to another man who, who um, I haven't been knowing that long. You dig what I'm saying? Like... You know, outside of the circle, like, this is my business partner, Adam. Shout out to Adam. I know he's watching on Zoom. And, like, yo, completely different. We look different. We talk different. Um, But what I'm strong at, he's weak at and vice versa. So it's super, super important that you guys look at the obvious, the fact that we are not in the same industries and none of us are alike. Like, literally all five of us, we're not alike at all. We're all different. So 
um, I think it's easy to gravitate towards somebody that you got like a lot in common with, but it's super important when you're trying to form this type of situation that you find people that are strong in the things that you're weak at and build from there. That's good, Josh. Oh, yeah, y'all give it up for that. Yeah, good. Um, that's a good question, Dave. I would say, um, I would definitely, like, I think if you're in your city, it's not a requirement that people have to be in your city. It just happened that ours, everybody was, but initially Neil wasn't, you know, he moved to Atlanta. Um, I, I would say get to events if then, if you don't see people in your, in your city, but you know, date before you just make a circle. And what I mean by that is like, before we made a circle and say, yo, we was meeting every Friday. Like, some people, I wouldn't call it like, it's like dating though. Like, before you get married, you don't just meet somebody today and be like, hey man, we're getting married. But some people do that when they're trying to create a circle. It's like, hey, I met you today. Hey man, let's do what they're doing. It's like, ah, well, why don't y'all hang out for a little while? See if y'all like each other. See if y'all connect with each other. See if y'all vibe with each other. How long were we doing the Fridays before it came about? It was like, it was at least six months. And and people were asking, like, what are y'all, what are y'all doing? Like, what do y'all call yourself? Like, y'all, we just meeting up. And so we hung out enough that we was like, hey, man, it might be something here. We all do get along genuinely, so let's continue to build. So I would say get to events, meet new people, and then before you decide that's what you're going to do, hang out with people for a little while, get a chance to talk to them, see if there's some synergy. And if there's some synergy, like Alex said, add a person. And then maybe you go somewhere else and be like, yo, I met somebody. They might be good for this. And then see if there's some synergy there. Because all of us just happened to sit down and there was some synergy, so we kept it going. Five. And we didn't choose five people real quick. We didn't choose five. Like, okay, we're going to do five people in a circle of CEOs. It was a lunch between me, Jason, Neo, and Marcus. And he just happened to show up <laughs> that day. Yep. And it just made sense to bring him a part of it. So it wasn't like, okay, we're going to do five. It just organically happened. Gotcha. So your, your circle might be seven. Your circle might be four. You know what I'm saying? It don't got to be five. Yeah. Five. So... If you're looking to build, I would tell is that tell people is this: um, it's super necessary, it's super valuable. But what I want you to do is, like you said, spend time with each other, go on trips, birthday parties, your wives get to know each other, significant others get to know each other, see how everything aligns, see. This doesn't work. We didn't, like, Circle CEO Conference didn't get announced at our first lunch, right? Our first Friday night, Friday outing. Jason said, yo, let's call a videographer. We then had to brainstorm, like, whoa, whoa. All right, it's dope that we're here, but what are we going to talk about? We went out and talked about our students and the people that we impacted. From there, it was like, yo, it was dope, and, but we had a good time. But what we realized is that the, the, the root of... The circle of CEOs meeting every Friday. <clears throat> Sorry, ladies. We just want some time with some testosterone, right? Night time. <laughs> we needed a reason to be like, yo, we can go have lunch. We can go eat. We can have a drink and have conversation about business and life as men. Yep. A lot of times we don't get that. That's why you see it's just us, right? And they would be like, yo, I want to join. They'd be like, nah, bro, I don't want to talk to you every Friday. Like, I'm talking to my guys about, like, real life things. Like, we talk about everything in our lives. Mm-hmm. So, with that is that building a real, building with people you actually like. People that can add value to you when it's just not business. Don't let it be business-based. This is friendship-based. Like, I know who, can, who I call for certain things. You know what I mean? Like, 
anything that's going on in my life, like I probably gonna I'm gonna call one of them for some kind of advice and feedback. And I know I can trust them to give me honest feedback about it. So we did that. We didn't decide to do an event till at least a year later. And and other than that, we was just doing charity and, and just good deeds together, finding out ways that we could just do stuff because now we got a, a group of successful friends that's willing to go out and cause positive impact in the community. So I see a lot of people try to create circles and they want to create groups, but it's based around money. It's not based around true friendship. It's not based around camaraderie. Like, I don't, I don't care if we never do business again. Facts. I will talk to them for the rest of my life. Facts. So that's just the reality. My, my daughters are literally harassing him saying, yo, I'm having a birthday party. This is the day. Where's London? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Jeremy Anderson's daughter. Like, our, it's, it's like our wives in, in a group chat. Like, they do their all. They, I think they've been meeting up on some Wednesdays. Like, they salty. That's all. You know, it came from this. Like, we did this. <laughs> the wives was like, you know, the first time it was like, oh, that was cute. And we go like three, four. They be like, Friday come out. They, they start trying to make plans with us. They be like, so let's go do this. And I'd be like, you know, it's Friday. Oh, yeah, you got your little. <laughs> I love you. But we love you. We love you. Sorry. But, you know, it's, we all go through it. I think that you could do right now is literally go post on your Facebook, on your Instagram, start a group chat, and literally say, yo, I want to have a meeting this Friday at this location um, and see who comes. And you will see everybody share what their strengths are and what you're looking for in that room. And you see everybody who actually shows up and see what they got going on. And like Marcus said, everything else that he said about building and connecting and meeting, mm -hmm. just start adding value. That's how we did group Zooms. We just met. None of us was our partners. We were just meeting, adding value, ever showing up. And I found ways to add value to you. You found ways to add value to me. Everybody in here could easily go get your circle. You're going to see if it's the right fit. You're going to know like, nah. This ain't like this is a perfect fit. What we got going on? You I want you to know tell them. I want you to tell them, Neo, because I really want them to hear this. I just remembered it during the pandemic when we was on lockdown and we was hopping on Zoom with the Power Circle. You was in it, right? You was in it too, David. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell them. I want you to explain it, how that worked and what that did for us, bro. I mean. That's why I be beat. Like it's it's just the power of community. Everybody getting on a Zoom, y'all, and this could be Zoom, and they just sharing what's working for them right now. My guy Chris Bruce here, he's like, yo, go do this. Marcus, like, yo, I just go did that. And this started when we in Bali. Like, I like putting together these this because everybody in here could give somebody one play that maybe everybody can't use, but somebody's using it. And then the reason why it's so important, Alex, because you had to come back next week. Did you do that thing that you told me to do? Did you do that thing that David said to do? And you almost can't come on a call if you didn't do what they said, because this is your this is your accountability. It's like this ain't just talk. Are you doing those things that I just, yo, this made me an extra thousand dollars in my business every single week. Did you go do it yet? So I think it's just critical that you just stay. We talk all of, several times a week. Yeah, what's next? Like, like community is like, it's powerful, man. That's why I just be pushing it. I love it. I, I, I want to know like uh, <laughs> what you guys learned about yourself. I want to keep that question going. Alex. What what's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Did you learn through this process about yourself? Well, um, I'm an only child. So I grew up by myself. He act like it. <laughs> right? No father, just me and my mother. I grew up in a room literally by myself my whole life. And this is the first time I ever had people that I talk to every day like this. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Let's say all together. Oh. He gonna cry. That boy, he gonna right start there. crying. <laughs> Ruin the moment, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yo. So um I didn't know that I could uh I could do this, honestly. I didn't know that I could um you know, this dynamic right here. I didn't know, you know, from people that I've just met a couple years ago, like I didn't know I could do this. So I learned that like yo, I could have new relationships and work this tight with people that I haven't known that long. I was you know, I'm from New York, like we don't just trust that easily. You dig what I'm saying? So just to find some dudes, I, I just feel so blessed. So blessed you, that God gave me some dudes that, like, I trust them with my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, and people say it all the time to me, like, yo, that's not normal, yo. What y'all got is not normal. But I think that's why we put it out there so much to let people see that it is possible. And it's so needed, especially our culture, how we tear each other down so much, how we pocket watch each other so much. You dig what I'm saying? Like, we got to stop. Alex, talk Yo, about that. Pocket like, watching. I remember I, you said, I love that no one's doing that. I think that's... It got to stop. And it stops with us. It stops with so many people that's watching us right now. And if they, if they don't take nothing away from it, you're looking at five dudes that support... And like celebrate each other, yo. I've never had one jealous bone in my body even before I met them. But even being around them made me celebrate everybody now. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing to just, when somebody give you some good news and you genuinely be happy for them. Like, I feel like that's why I'm blessed. I ain't never hated on nobody. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? So I enjoy the motivation. We spar partners, Neo and um, uh, Neo and uh, Marcus is like, be with some butthead. They go at each other all day. Me and Jason, we best friends, but we go at it like animals. But at the end of the day, yo, I know that if something happens good in my life, I can call these dudes and they're not going to be jealous of me. And that keeps me, that keeps me like, so full, my soul is full from that, man. So I'm just, yeah, this, this is amazing. I'm living a dream right now. We need to start subscribing and getting educated on the power of partnership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you got people, oh, I'm in the, I own this. Okay, you own what? You own what? What do you own? 100% of nothing. Nothing. 100% of what? Where, where's, where's, where's your partners that have partnerships with advertisers? This whole big world we live in is about a commercial. This whole big world is a commercial. Everything is a commercial. Everything is ad rev. Ad revenue. Who? Okay, you independent. Where's your connection to ads? 
Where's your connection to advertisers? Mm. Do you know the big companies that are spending money? Do you know where the big corporations or the advertising agencies they're using? Like, what are we talking about? This shit is about ads. That's all this shit is about. One big commercial. And if you mean to tell me you don't need no ads, you independent, you this and the third, you end it? Oh, okay. How long are you going to be breathing? And I ain't saying you can't do your shit how you want to do it. It's cool. But when you say you independent, you saying I'm, you know, sometimes, you know, you got to be mindful of what you're saying. You're saying you don't, you don't want no help. Cause I like OPM. <laughs> I love OPM. When I'm you're not. talking about partnerships though, are you talking about equitable partnerships or are you talking about just bringing somebody on the team fee based? I'm paying you your fee, but I'm calling you my partner. No partnership to me is OPR. You know what OPR is? Other people resources. Other people relationships. Mm-hmm. OPM, other people's money. So my whole thing is like this. I'm big on relationships. See this right here? They be like, damn, wow. I got a billion dollars worth of favors in this phone right here. Billion dollars mm. worth of favors. <laughs> Not contacts. Billion dollars worth of favors. I ain't even use them. I got people that didn't call me from some 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 powerful people. I had people that didn't, that didn't call me while then he's just, oh yeah, sure, we got this, we're gonna do that. Me and Gil gonna do this. Okay, cool, I got this. Boom, boom, boom. Cause it's not always transactional for me. Mm-hmm. Especially when I'm dealing with people that like their relationship is more powerful than the money. Yeah. Even though it might be like, damn, I could, uh, you know, I could have I could have sent them an invoice for 150, 275. You know what I mean? But why? You see what I'm saying? It's like I know I could call them and they could call anybody in the world. Who's, who's somebody that you owe? Like somebody, they did something big for you. They ain't wanting nothing. Cause obviously you doing that for other people. But like who's somebody that you owe that like, yo, yo, they, they held me down. I owe too many people. Mm. And what, what I'm going to say this, what I'm going to say this, Dave is this. And sometimes I pay it back in different ways. I owed you for, for taking me to dinner in on Peter street. When I first came home from jail, you took me to a restaurant. You took me to dinner. And uh, you gave me some game. You gave me some information. We was talking about speakers. We was talking about a lot of shit, right? I owe a lot of people. I owe my grandmother. Uh, I owe the older lady that seen me doing some dumb stuff when I was young and called my grandma and took me home. It's so many people. We all owe somebody. I'm not going to say that because sometimes we do say we don't owe nobody shit, which is that way. But when you're saying old people, that's a big ass word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it might be my new shit. Might be small shit, but everybody owes somebody. We're going to get that right. I don't know why this is. I don't know why this is. But if we go into a room, okay, say there's a a 100 people in this party and we don't know each other. Say we don't know each other. But we're required to live in this campus for one week together. Like-minded people are going to find each other. I've ran a lot of different companies and offices. I don't know why negative people always find each other. (laughs) Always. I don't know why. Complainers who complain about a certain technology, they always find each other. And I I also don't know why the people that work out find each other. The people that go chasing skirts find each other. The, The people that collect cards find each other. The people that play dominoes find each other. The people that watch movies, horror movies find each other. The people that want to change their lives, find each other. The people that want to do something big, find each other. So what does this mean? If you 
were to take inventory of the five people you spend the most time with right now, if they complain all the time, it's because you're a complainer. If the five people around you hang out the most are out of shape, odds are you're out of shape. Mm. If the five people you hang around with uh, are sports people, you're a sports guy. If the five people you hang around with do drugs, odds are you're going to do it if you're not already doing it. Mm. If the five people around you all smoke cigarettes, you're a smoker. If the five people around you drink alcohol, you're you're gonna drink alcohol. This is different, Patrick, because most people that want to change the blame their environment. Oh, all my friends, they're doing this, and I'm trying to get away. Yeah. yeah. But you are the reason they are doing the thing they're doing. Well, you're 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 choosing that environment. You're choosing that environment because it's a comfort zone. So now here's what's uncomfortable. You know how annoying it is to have a friend that does the following. You know, like it's like. Well, when are you gonna go work out? Dude, just leave me alone. Dude, when are you gonna look at your belly? You, you gotta lose weight. That's yeah. an annoying friend. Yeah. Versus you would much rather be around other people that are not, not gonna say. Like my dad will say, hey, you've been eating too much rice lately. I said, dad, you're cooking the rice. He's like, yeah, I know. I said, so listen, your stomach, he'll say it. But he said it to one of my friends. That one friend never showed up ever again to my house. I can tell you the guy's name. I mean, I remember the day he said it. Mm. He feared my dad. But that guy today is 350 pounds. And his blood level is very high. But he's afraid that someone's going to point that out. He would much rather be around other people that are not going to point out that he's heavy. So who's a real friend? The person that doesn't tell you that the person that does. It's time to stop running your business like a hustler, like just somebody that's trying to go get some money and run your business like an actual business owner. You know how that happens? Your business hires you. Even though you started the business, the business hires you and you put yourself on payroll. And that business has payroll for other people. Now, those other people might be your spouse. It could be your kids. I pay my daughter $12,000 a year because that $12,000 that I pay my child isn't taxed. So that money is either going to go to your child or it's going to go to the government. You decide. I'd rather keep it in my house. My wife is on payroll. You need to run your business like a business owner. Most of you are taking money from your business and you take that money and you pay your house loan. You pay your rent. You pay your car. For one, that kind of stuff will land you in jail. But two, you want to grow and lay a strong foundation for your business to grow on, okay? So go to adp.com forward slash social proof. When I signed up for ADP to get this process going, I had to pay $250 for administration, setup fee, all these costs. I talked to my ADP sales rep and they said they will waive it for you if you go to adp.com forward slash social proof, meaning you can start this process for free. Absolutely free. No catches, no hooks. Go to adp.com forward slash social proof. Now is the time to run your business like an actual business owner. I am on ADP. I do the same thing and it helps my books by tax time. I'm not behind. I'm not trying to get everything because in the process of them making the payroll, they take out the taxes, they structure everything. And at the end of the year, voila, you give that information to your CPA. Okay. Go to adp.com forward slash social proof. One more time, adp.com forward slash social proof. Set it up for free. Let's go.